Okay, right, Kapila. So here you are walking down the corridors. What happens next? Okay, um, I asked my teacher to go to the toilet. Then, yeah, you know, I was feeling a bit nauseous because I had an appendix operation, you know, that day. Mm-hmm. Especially my parents told me, you know, I shouldn't be going to school, but it was exam time, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I forced myself to go to school. I was in the toilet. As I was going back to the toilet, I saw these two boys, but... You know, they were wearing school uniform, you know, I didn't recognize them, you know, their faces. So I made my way to the to the class, you know, back, you know. As I was going up at the steps, I, I realized that someone was following me. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear very loud and clear. I realized someone was following me. Yeah. As I was looking back, then someone hit me with something like a coffee. Yeah, I think it was a coffee. Yeah. Yes. Then I collapsed. I was unconscious, so I couldn't do anything, like anything, you know. Yeah. Then when I wake up, like I hear noises, like the school kids mm-hmm. wake me up. Then all, then it was fire all over my body, from my, you know, from my toes, from my, then my head. So these guys burned. They were literally trying to burn you down. Yes, they were trying to kill me. So I was up. Then near. Near the place I was burning, I saw the toilet girls. Then I went in there. There was this small death. I tried to take off the fire, but it just made the fire bigger. Yeah. Then I had to go to the to the big death way is near the principal's office. So I had to run there. It's like five minutes away, man. Hmm. So I was running up, falling, falling and up, falling and up till I got there. Then I told these other black students, who were living, like who are living in my, you know, in my area, I told them like to open up the tent. Yeah. Then, yeah, I was there. Then the fire went off, you know. So, yeah, they called my father. My father was working near the school, you know. They called him. My father arrived. My father was crying. He was like, because, you know, man, like I was very, very worse. Like, you, you, my father said, um, son, I'm not going to see you again. You're going to die now. No, I told him, no, Dad, no, no. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die because I know God has God has got my back. You know, I told him I'm not going to die. You know, but they called the ambulance. Ambulance only arrived 30 minutes. And that time, I was very, very, like, in pain, man. I was yeah. in pain. The ambulance arrived. They took me to the nearest hospital, general hospital here in Powell. They took me. Then they said at the hospital that if I will stay in this hospital, I, I will not survive. So they took me to the biggest hospital here in Western Cape, in Tigerberg Hospital. I was in Tigerberg Hospital in ICU for 26 days. What happens yeah. from there? Um, when I was in ICU, you know, you know, I had bandages all over my body. It even covered like my eyes and stuff, like all over my body. Then my my mom and my father arrived. Um, as my mother was telling me, she said, like, you know, she fainted and stuff because she couldn't believe it was her son, you know. Mm-hmm. Then my mother told me, like, the doctor told her that when I was in ICU, my mother told me that the doctor told her when my mother and my father get home, they would get a call that, you know, I didn't make it. So they must just expect a call from the doctors. Mm-hmm. Now, now, okay, here you are, you've went through the operations, you're passing the stage, went through the operations. I've done more than, I've done more than, yeah. you know, people say I had, you know, 20 surgeries, but no. How I've many surgeries do you have? 
I've done more than that. I'd say more than 25. Yes, that's a lot of surgeries. Because I'd say I had, like, you know, um, surgeries um, three times a week because I was, I was in hospital yeah. for, for four months. Now, what also broke your heart um, was when your sister arrived at the hospital. Yo, man. Do you, um, re- do you recall what she said when she was in denial? Okay, um, you know, I was in hospital at the 13th of September, the day I was born. Then my mother, like she was, she even, like she had to come to walk, like to walk to the hospital, you know. Mm. She even had to walk because the time, you know, she didn't have have money. She used all her money on me and stuff, you know. And my sister decided, you know. Then um, it was September, my, and then, yeah, in November, my sister came to the hospital. Yeah. November. Because my mother and my father told her that I went away because they didn't want to tell her what happened. Yeah. You know? Then, yeah, my sister and my friend came. My friend's name is Chabu. Yeah, they came along. You know, Chabu, he didn't also believe it, but he also accepted, you know, the situation. I told him that I'm going to be okay. You're the time, yeah. Like, before I was born, like, I was very, very, like, fit, like, you even saw from a distance that no, this is a rugby player. But after that, you know, I was tiny, like I was dying. Then my sister told me, told me like, no, no, this is not my brother. This mm-hmm. is not my brother. Like she was crying. Like I even wanted to cry, but you know, I had to be stronger for her. Yeah, she told that, yeah. you know, she had to accept the situation. But my friends were there supporting me. Spending Christmas with me, spending New Year's Eve with me, even though at first they didn't accept it, it accepted because they were like, "No, this is isn't our friend," you know. Yeah. But yeah, in yeah, they were supporting me through the whole December. Look, you it's, know, it's, it's, it's time. It's always it's a good thing that you've got. You always have a supporting structure behind you, right? At my community, you know, um, they accepted me. You know the way. I am, you know. Yeah, but let's talk because, about the challenges. The challenges you okay, had to go through in school. That's that's the, the that yeah. That's, I think that's the biggest focus right now because okay. you were no called problem. names and it was not that easy for you. Okay, you know, um, I was very happy, you know, about school. You know, I was very very happy. Even I told my friends that no, I'm going to school. They were like, no, just take a gap here, Dwana. Just take a gap here, Dwana. But no, I told them I'm going to school. Even my parents. They refused, but I had to force myself. Yeah. I, the first day when the school opened, you know, yeah, there were a lot of kids and stuff. Matches all over me. They didn't even believe it with me because, you know, I was the famous rugby player and well-known rugby player at the school. Like, they didn't even recognize me, you know. Some of the people recognized me. Even the guys I was playing with, my teammates, mm. as I was, you know, going to stand with them, they walked away from me. Yeah. Some of my friends, you know, left me, you know, at the rear round stayed, you know. Um, yeah, it was break time and stuff, you know. Yeah. They were calling me names, you know, calling me names. Other people saying that I'm ugly, you know. But I told the principal, the principal say you will talk to the children, but he didn't even do that, you know. He yeah. didn't even do that. Yeah. All right, so now, obviously, you lost your first scholarship based on the fact that you had to go through this experience and then you regained your scholarship. Yes. I mean, how do you feel when you're offered the scholarship again to go back onto the field and to get back in school and to do what you love? Nah, it feels real great, man. Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. 
I was very, very, very happy when I got my scholarship back. I was very happy. Even my mother even made her cry, you know. Mm. So yeah, I'm happy. Like it means a lot. It means the world to me. Listen, we now, should we should ask you what position? What position? What position do you play? I'm playing your. I'm playing outside center. I'm playing wing number eleven, the brighter banner position. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fastest because man on the field. My, because he's one of my first first world model. Is it Brian Banner? Yeah. So if yeah. you, if you had the opportunity to ask for anything in the world of rugby, what would it be? Anything. Anything. Anything from the world of rugby. What would it be? I've got I've got I've got a very close rugby players um, and rugby players who are listening right now. If you had to ask for any opportunity for anything from the rugby world, what would it be? To be honest, like on God, I would say I would love to spend you know a day with some of the rugby players. But one thing I would ask is just someone just give me like you know just a trial, just one game, and I'll prove them wrong. 